Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Morning, Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott holding it down for the guys. Keyshawn and Zubin will be back Monday. J. Will and his wife, Nikki, we are waiting patiently for the birth of their second we child. The, we got the chimes ready? Yes, the NFL draft. Yes, yeah, we will have that ready because perhaps at some point this morning we will get the news, and so we are waiting, of course, with them, and we wish them all the best. So Bart and I will hold it down right now. We want you to be part of the conversation, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And uh, before we get into the news, Bart, you you have kids. Okay, I have kids. We're both dads. And this is one of those moments, right? So my youngest daughter, Callie, just lost her first tooth. Ah. It's a big deal, right? Did you remember? No, no. This is what happens. So get up early this morning, obviously, to do the show. And my wife wakes up, and she's like, do you have any money in your wallet? I'm like, well, yeah, I, yeah, I got some money. Why? The tooth fairy. <laughs> yeah. Tooth fairy, by the way, everybody takes loans, apparently. <laughs> All right? So, so I didn't know, you know, I mean, what, what are you laying out these days for a tooth? Well, you have to. Because I said to her, yeah, I got some money, but inflation, I, I think inflation. I got a dollar. And oh, she's just like, what else you got? I'm like, what do you mean what else I got? Yeah, what else I got? I got, a, I got a five, I got a 10, I got some 20. She goes, yeah, give me a 10. Give me a 10? That's reasonable. It's a tooth. That's a reasonable. Wait, that's, that's reasonable? Is that the going rate now for that a tooth? Is, that, that She's like, well, it was the, it's the first tooth. It's inflation. It's inflation. I'm laying out a 10. I'm sorry, the tooth fairy Were is laying going, out a what, 10? What the hell is she supposed to get for a dollar? I don't know. It's a tooth. A a dollar bag of chips doesn't cost a dollar anymore. What are you doing with a dollar? She's just excited to have any kind of money, don't you think? No, she has to have something that she can go to the dollar store and actually get a slinky or buy something. See, that's why it's called a dollar store. Yeah, but nothing in there costs a dollar. (laughs) It's it's a dollar, but it'll tell you, it'll mean how many dollars you have to have to get something out the damn store. It used to be like that. I, I grew up when it was penny candy. Yeah, you go there and the in the piece of candy, the fruity. Fortune cost, gum a was penny. like a penny. Fortune gum, remember yeah. fortune gum? I'm not that old. Pe- Damn, I just aged myself. <laughs> Anybody out there? Tweet at me that you remember fortune gum. <laughs> See, this would have been a perfect time for ice cream. Remember, come around. I'm like, I got like you know four cents yeah. on me. Yeah, this is, take it out of my sock. This would have been a perfect time for Jay Will to tell his now or later stories because he never knew he was eating bootleg candy. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he, said, he had now or later's, but it was now or later. Oh, that's right. The the nihilators? Yeah. Like it's, it's one word? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Let me get on to this when I'm trying to figure out with, the, with tooth, tooth inflation. What am I, what are you laying out? Like, tweet at me. Don't even bother with the, the show handle because they'll be mad at me for this one. But at, just at me on this one. Like, what are you laying out for the first tooth? Because it's new for me. And again, I have older kids. So my six-year-old, it's sort of like a, a gap between my older kids. And it's, so it's been a minute. And when my wife's looking at me going like, yeah, I'll take the 10. I'm like, you'll take the 10. Yeah. Like, Tooth Fairy's taking loans these days. Hey man, you gotta at least go get a, a combo from the from the from the restaurant fast food. You gotta be able to get man. you gotta be able to get something. Go to the ice cream truck. Ice cream truck gonna cost you at least two thirty nine. She want one of the boba drinks or whatever with the tea and all the little, the gel things in the bottle. $5.99. She looks adorable, though, because now she's like got this huge gap in her mouth. <laughs> she's going to be, spit, she be spitting all on your shirt every time she talks. Drool Su- everywhere. Suffering yeah. suck attacks. Right, I, just, I just needed to get a ruling. that You are telling me I was wrong this morning. It already put me in a bad mood. Now I'm lighting a pocket. You're paying for lunch today. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless as, as we get into some NFL today because we've been talking a lot about quarterbacks and uh, the quarterback carousel, and there's been a lot of changes. It almost feels like – the market might be drying up, so the movement was sort of, I think, the, uh, the music's going to stop now. There's not many chairs open. The draft might change that, but right now where we are is we've seen 
quarterbacks in new places. Andy Dalton, Sam Darnold, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, and Carson Wentz. Yeah. So out of this group and these teams that have their new quarterbacks, QB1s, mm-hmm. which one, which quarterback do you think is going to have the most success in the coming season? It's not even close. Matthew Stafford. Not even close. It's not even close. You talk about a team that was one quarterback away from probably playing in the Super Bowl last year. It was, the, it, was, it was the Rams. You think they have the number one defense. They have tremendous skill position players. You think about, you know, you think about um, Robert Woods. They added Deshaun Jackson. If he can stay, you talk about low management. This is a guy that you need to Cooper put in Cup. bubble wrap. Yeah, Cooper Cup. Tyler Higby, the tight end. Yeah. They've got uh, Cam Akers as well. Yeah. A lot of weapons. Exactly. And, this is and a good the, offensive line. And, and the number one defense. And then mm-hmm. they have a great coach who I feel has learned his lessons from being spanked by Bill Belichick how to perform in the big games, and now he finally has the court. Listen, they're all in. They're all over the salary cap, man. They, they, listen, they're, they're passionate. They're saying, listen, this is goal time right now, and people in the world is going to realize just how great, not good, how great Matthew Stafford. Listen, Matthew Stafford wasn't drafted by the Lions and went to a good organization. We would be talking about him as a Hall of Famer right now. We would be thinking of him. I think he would have won a couple of Super Bowls if he had went to a, a better place outside of a dysfunctional organization in the Detroit Lions. You should explain to people why you have such uh, such emotion for well, the Detroit Lions. Well, I'm a Lions fan, yeah. right? Uh, You're you know, from Detroit. There. Three, one, three. I, they have wasted more great talent than any other organization. People always you know, put a lot of pressure on a mistake by the lake in Cleveland. They talk about the Cincinnati Bungles. Listen, the Lions have been dysfunctional for a long time. What Matt Millen did to that team was, was criminal. He should have got charged for that. You know what I mean? You t- you t- we talk about the Jets list, about people that they draft that's no longer in the league. I mean, they were picking first, second every year. One year they picked three receivers three years in a row, and none of them was in the league by five years. It's like, yo, what are you doing? That's, that's bad. And, 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 so you're saying, so Matthew Stafford, Matthew is, like Stafford. The, is like the secret that only real football, like diehard football fans yes. know about him. Yes. And you always say this thing, again, you're a former linebacker, pro bowler. You understand, like you always say, I know bad quarterbacks. Horrible quarterbacks. I know them when I see them, man. And like Matthew Stafford, I also know elite quarterbacks because you have to prepare for those type of players when you're preparing and breaking them down for the week. Like, oh, this guy can do this. This guy can do that. This guy has elite arm talent. This guy is going to show the world what type of quarterback, what type of talent he is. He's lived up to the expectations. Now, later in his career, he's not still not that old. He's still under 35, I believe. He has just had struggled to stay healthy because they can't protect him. Yeah. You know, but he's well, a guy they never had a running game. They never even attempted to, 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 to run the ball. Now he's going to have a good running back. He's going to have a great offense line, and he's going to have a defense that's going to put him on short fields. It won't be close. He will probably be an MVP candidate this year. Wow. People will be talking about him like they talk about A.A. round. Like, oh, man, his arm angles, how he throws the ball. And he's tough, man. Are you serious? He's You're coming tough. out of the gate with that? Bro, I'm Matthew Stafford is going to be at the same level as Aaron Rodgers listen, after listen, this season? What's today? Write, write it down. Circle it. Thursday the 8th. And, and listen, you can come back at me. Listen, I say stuff like this all the time. People think I'm trying to be, you know, have some shock jock or trying to be t- hot takey. No, I'm dead ass serious. All right. This yeah. dude is legit. All right, so let's flip it then. Okay. If you're saying Matt Stafford is legit, so yeah. let's take him off the list. Now we've got in again Andy Dalton, he's QB Sam Darnold. He's QB1. He's Q- All right. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. If we flip it, then out of this group, who's going to have the least success? Uh, it's one person on this list that won't even be the starting quarterback, I believe, in opening day. And if you look who's at that? the first person you mentioned, come on, man, QB1. 
Can Andy be, Dalton won't be the starting quarterback for the Bears? <laughs> this is going to be short-lived fame. And it won't be Nick Foles because I think Nick Foles will get traded maybe to the Jets to be somebody's um, um, backup because they have to get rid of one. If Teddy Bridgewater doesn't go to Denver, I think the perfect uh, destination for him is to go to Chicago. That's the only way Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy saves their job is potentially by bringing in Teddy Bridgewater. This is a playoff team. You put Teddy Bridgewater, who's maybe like in the middle of the pack, number 15, number 16 in the league. He's good enough and good enough of a leader. You hear about how his teammates endear him, how, how much they love him. You know, you think about what happened in Minnesota. He's a guy that had a bright future. He's proved the last couple of years that he can handle being healthy. I don't have as many concerns about his knee as it used to be, and I feel like he's trusting a little bit and moving outside of the pocket. Yeah. He's a guy that I think can take a good football team and make them a little bit better. Wow. Andy yeah. Dalton on that list? I mean, I don't think I'm shocking anybody. Jared I mean, Goff in Detroit is – like, you think Jared Goff's going to have great success or less success listen, than Andy Dalton? Listen to, they're, biting kneecaps, they're biting kneecaps and Achilles tendons over there. <laughs> they're talking about getting knocked down yeah. and getting back up and getting knocked down and getting back up. Listen, how about let's not get knocked down so many times? You know what <laughs> right, I mean? Right, exactly. We just don't get knocked down. All Thank right, you. that's Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Coming up next, we get into the NBA. Did you see it last night? Kevin Durant returned to the court and for Brooklyn, and really it's almost the whole group was there just missing James Harden, and it was an easy one against Zion and the Pelicans. But would an injured Nets team, if you think about all the injuries that they've dealt with this year, be better than an injured Lakers team and all the injuries they've had if they ever met in the finals? We'll talk about that coming up after this from DraftKings. So it's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are back in Augusta, Georgia to compete with the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you a free shot at the $1 million top prize when you download and sign up using promo code KJZ. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. It's easy to play. You pick six golfers. Stay under the salary cap and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning. The more red numbers you have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be winning to winning some green. Rack up points for pars, birdies, finishing position, and more. Download the DraftKings app now. Use code KJZ during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at the $1 million top prize. That's code KJZ, and you can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions reply. See DraftKings.com for details. Kevin, after weeks, what did it feel like? Easy adjustment to just, you know, get back into the swing of things, you know. And Coach drew up a play for me the first time I you know, got in the game and I was able to score, and that kind of relaxed me a bit. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/morning and use code Morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's PrizePicks.com/morning, code Morning for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Kevin Durant is back for the first time after missing 23. He is coming off the bench tonight. Gotta put his hand up like, hey, I'm 6'10 and I'm a sweet shooter. Find me. It's money. He looks like Kevin Durant. I can show you who's ball, show you how to take off. Yeah, sit back little homie just to watch. Kevin Durant's return to the court successful on all fronts. Kevin Durant, welcome back. KJZ ESPN Radio, Alan Hom, Bart Scott holding it down for the guys. By the way, Keyshawn and Zubin will be back on Monday. Jay Will and his wife Nikki waiting for the birth of their second child. So we wait with them with great anticipation and also a lot of prayers and, and hope for them and excitement as well. Meanwhile, Bart Scott and I will hold it down for you. And you can get uh, be part of the conversation at Bart um, at Bart and Han. By the way, is our handle for our yeah, show, which is good. at noon. By the way, everybody. Well, you got like Eastern. Man, you like a Haymon from um, Living Color. You got twenty five <laughs> jobs. Haymon, like what job am I at today? <laughs> yeah, what hey, did I? What did you're I do? You're an Uber driver. You drop some people off on your way to work. So what did I do yesterday? I I, I said we're on ESPN Plus here, and they're like, no, no, we're not. Uh, ESPN yeah. News, or, or sometimes it's two, <laughs> sometimes I can't keep up. And then on our show, I said ESPN something, yeah, and it was I, like, no, 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 we're not on that. And I'm like, whatever, where am I? Like, cut me, Mick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't see. <laughs> cut me, Mick. Cut me, Mick. Anyways, um, speaking of C, did you see Kevin Durant back on the court last night? How can you miss me? Seven feet. Well, that's true, but still. With, 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 with neon shoes on. Yes. Did he have some L.A. gear lights on yesterday? It was also on ESPN last night. It was the Pelicans and the Nets, and the Nets completely just blew them out. 139-111 uh, was the final, and a back-to-back Zion wasn't great, but we don't have to get into all that right now. <laughs> uh, it was more about Kevin Durant, who came off the bench. <laughs> came off the bench. And started, he was supposed to start. He was in the starting lineup, and then that changed, and they, they had him warming up and getting loose and all that, and he came off the bench, played 19 minutes, he was. He hit all five of his shots. We all five of his free. Think about it. five for five from the field. Two for two from three. Five for five from the free throw line. Could you be? I mean, how about the perfection here? In 19 minutes, he had 17 points, seven rebounds, five assists. He did have six turnovers, though. Kevin, come on, man, catch up. No, and he was a plus 22 uh, in those 19 minutes. And for KD coming off the bench and and how he played, obviously no surprise for him. Yeah. I expected to come out here and play the way I played. I wasn't trying to ease into the game. I just wanted to go out there and 
dive right into the action. I mean, the game was already fast-paced already, so from, uh, from watching it from the bench, I knew exactly how I needed to approach it. So, But it was, it was pretty cool coming off the bench, I can't lie. Um, but it was also um, good to play in front of the fans as well. So, KD, yeah, that's right. It's true. I think it's the first time he's played in front of Brooklyn right. fans since they opened up the arenas uh, a little bit. But he comes off the bench. Blake Griffin comes off the bench for this team. Blake also only played 13 minutes, but he gave you 10 points, hit a couple of threes. LaMarcus Aldridge was in the starting lineup again. So he had uh, – in 23 minutes, he went for 22 points. And then there's Kyrie Irving, who was – he was insane again. Yeah. 24 points, 7 of 14. He had four threes in 30 minutes. But he also – he's on his toes – He's got the. He's in his bag right now with with uh, the handle. Like he's just almost unguardable right now in this moment. But Bart, you're still missing James Harden now. Mm-hmm. Still the big three not yet complete. Right. But once they get complete, they could be really special. But it's just because it's, of the, their injury uh, factor with this group. Because Kyrie can have an injury at any moment. Obviously Blake. Obviously Kevin Durant has been dealing with what he's been dealing with between right. a hamstring, the Achilles mm-hmm. return, and then James Harden now with the hamstring. The Lakers have their injuries with LeBron and AD, and right. we're not sure when they're going to be back. Right. But they have their bench, and they're not really – like their supporting cast versus the Nets supporting cast. Which, which, like if, if you had a situation where you're missing some, missing some stars, yeah. which team do you believe in more? I mean, you're talking about a big three versus a big two. So I Fair. think like you, know, you can take any combination of the big three, and I think that they would still be better – than the big two out there because of the supporting cast, because of the spacing, because of the big shooters, because of the specialists, the things that they can do and the different ways that they can attack you, right? If AD's out, like who's who you're putting in the post, they can get you buckets in the post. If, if, if you know, first of all, who's the shooters out there for them? They don't have great three-point shooting out there in, in L.A. So you think about just the deadly shooters that they have, you know, out there in Brooklyn. And by the way, their stars are great shooters. Right, so the stars are great shooters, but then they also have specialists around the stars. And KD, I've never seen a guy score so effortlessly. Like we we talk about James Harden. We forgot how great he is. Yeah, we talk about yeah we talk about James Harden and him in his bag and how he plays with the ball and how he's able to draw fouls and how he's able to facilitate. KD was one time was talking to somebody and he was like, all right, no, go here, go. And it was, oh, and he threw the ball to me. Oh, oh I, I got it. Whatever. Let know what I want you to do. Like, oh, yo, bro, the ball hadn't even went in yet. That's disrespectful to the game. Like, you're not supposed to be able to be out all that time, come out and be that efficient. And he's just like, I'm Kevin Durant. What do you mean? It really like, feel like you just put him, just put him right. in bubble wrap and wait till the playoffs begin. Because we forget, right? We forget because because of the injury and Achilles injury took him out basically for two seasons. Yeah. We were saying, hey, man, the guy that's fighting for that number two best player in the league was Kawhi Leonard, right? Because he was coming off the championship in Toronto. Mm-hmm. We forget that, like, KD is a guy that gives LeBron problems. Like, you know, I think that's the only guy that when he's like, I'll switch off in crunch time, he's like, man, I don't want him to embarrass me in front of everybody. You know what I'm saying? I hope he missed. Let me just lay back and see if he misses something. This is the second best player He was in literally the NBA. laughing. He just threw it. We were watching this here. He, he threw an alley-oop because everybody was chasing him off a curl, and he was laughing as he threw the oop. Disrespectful. He was laughing. We forget just how great he is. And like, yeah. And like it's like right now it's like he just wants to win a championship. He doesn't even care about being dominant. He doesn't even care that you know everybody's talking about James Harden as the MVP. He's like, man, I just 
just get me to the dance. Well, it's like been there, done that, right? Yeah, he's exactly. already won a championship. He's already been a finals MVP. He's already been an MVP. He's yeah. already been a scoring champ. Like, what else is there to do at this point of your but, career other than just have fun and win? But it's weird because of the traditional big threes that we've always talked about. We talk about how important the chemistry is. Yeah. You know, I don't know how effective it's going to be the fact that they were playing all offseason with each other even before the trade Out in LA. happened. Yes. But, you know, I think that because none of them really cares outside of James Harden, about getting a championship because Kyrie has one, so he's trying to change the narrative. Kevin Durant's trying to change the narrative and prove himself right that he can win, you know, post the, the Golden State era, come back and take a team that wasn't a great team, insert himself and put his super team together and get it done and go on a run. If he goes on this run and he goes and he gets two tight uh, titles out here in, with the Nets, where what does that put him as far as legacy wise? Because you know, arguably, you can say if these if they win. Two out here, that's puts you him what, right there with LeBron. Is that, you asked me that question, that's like a grenade as we're going to the end of a break here because that oh. starts a whole other conversation that maybe oh. we'll have they to get into. Fire, just call me a little pistol star. Yeah, yeah, no, no, because that, 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 that question has so many places that we can go with people that accuse him. Well, he's always gone, he's always kind of chased rings, joining teams, so maybe that legacy thing wouldn't be there. I'm just, I, look, there's just too many things to it. And then that. What did LeBron chase? And then, of course, the question, well, he was always the main piece. There's all, the other question. When it comes to Durant right now, as you watch him play in Kyrie, it's almost like who has pressure? LeBron has pressure because of the ghosts he's chasing. Yeah. The goat ghost that he's chasing. <laughs> versus Kevin Durant, who's not chasing anybody. He's just playing. So I, maybe he's playing more free than LeBron would. I know we got to run that. that you, see, that's what you do, man. Because I could just go for the next five minutes, and then Pat start. will be in my ear just screaming like, uh, we got to go to break, no free which we definitely no need to do. So, but we we definitely will be getting back to that conversation. There's no doubt about it. And you can chime in 888-729-3776, 888-ESPN as well. But coming up, we'll get back into football. One of Russell Wilson's teammates said he's said Russell Wilson is coming back to the Seahawks. Bart loves this. But when you hear his take, it's hysterical. But honestly, should we believe what was said about Russell Wilson by a teammate and whether or not he's coming back to Seattle? We'll discuss that next after we discuss this from Indeed. Regular job sites can take days to find the right candidate. With Indeed, it can take seconds, thanks to Indeed Instant Match. It searches millions of resumes in Indeed's database and instantly finds you up to 20 people whose resumes match your job criteria. Want to narrow the list even further? Add an Indeed skills test to see a candidate's skills that go beyond the resume. Maybe that's why Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I very much think, based on what Russell Wilson has said and what Seattle hasn't said, that a trade is still in the mix. Have we seen the kumbaya come out of Seattle yet? I personally have not. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott. Okay? We have a show called Bart and Hahn, but it's going to be Han Solo pretty soon if this guy keeps it up. <laughs> when keeping it real goes Rizzo, baby. The truth yeah. hurts, Alan. We've the had, truth hurts. We've had quite the discussion during the break uh, coming off the Kevin Durant topic that we just had that I encourage you to stay tuned at some point soon. We will get back to it, and then we will oh, have it out. Brandon Marshall. Because you said something. You know what? You, said, you, you say a lot of things. Most of the time it's funny. But I'll tell you what. You said something. You cut me deep. It's almost like you don't know me. We've been working together now for well over a year. We've known each other for a long time. Yeah. And you said something that you know was a very personal attack. Yeah, man. Should I tell the people what you said? Please. This rare open book. Rare mm-hmm. open book. Yeah. It's an open therapy session. Everybody knows the world. my background. Yes. Right? I, I have been a Knicks fan since a kid. That goes back to the 80s. Yes, I'm old. Bernard King dropping 50 on the Celtics. Larry Bird. I I'm, remember. I'm all that. You remember. What were you? Five? So, anyways. Then you go ahead and tell me. I lived through the 90s. Yes. That you have watched more Michael Jordan than yes. me. Yes. And I have this to say to you. How dare you? <laughs> Do you not remember? I go back to Barton Cable, baby. I, I had to. I had to survive. Yes, Charles Smith. I had to survive. Six ten, losing year after year to the Bulls in the playoffs. Yes, and you saw more. You saw more. I saw more. Jeffrey Jordan. Remember where I'm from, Allen? Yeah, I know. They remember? Talk. Remember yes. where I'm, I'm aware. from? I'm aware. How did Jordan, when you watch the tap tap, who did he appreciate? Who did he fear? Who did he have to get past? He had to get past the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. And I watched him grow up from a baby. Scotty Pippen's my cousin. I watched Michael Jordan's very first game at Madison Square Garden where he Okay. Rock the baby. Yup, rock the baby. Did it dunk the people like, what did I just witness? Now kids are doing it in seventh grade. But back then, that was a big deal, man. Nobody did that stuff then. Wearing the Jordans. Before we knew they were Jordans. They weren't called Jordans, by the way. The first Jordans, they weren't called Jordans. They were called Nike. Nike Air. I understand all that. But you got to remember, I was in there where you had WGN, and all they played in the Midwest mm-hmm. was either Bulls games and the Pistons came on local TV. Or Family Ties. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> reruns reruns is, of uh, – exa- Exactly. And, uh, Three's uh, Company. Three's Company. <laughs> uh, family Ties, Growing Pains. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Facts of Life. All right, so we both, we've both seen a lot of Michael Jordan. Yeah, Jordan's. but I had to watch him there all the time. Because that's all that came on. Listen, I grew up when we only had four Anyway, channels. the blasphemy, and then we'll get to it because we got other things to get to. But the blasphemy, of course, is, is that he, he, he believes that Kevin Durant is the greatest scorer, right? The un, most unguardable most player, unguardable player in the history of the game. Yes. And I just think prime Jordan, prime Jordan was unstoppable. Unstoppable. Early Jordan couldn't even shoot. I said prime Jordan. Okay, You're prime giving me Jordan. early Jordan. Okay. Early Kevin Durant couldn't shoot over 40% in the NBA. In his rookie season? So don't give me early. It's with the Supersonics. Yeah, Wilcox. 
Nobody can set him up. Chris Wilcox. And Chris Wilcox, yeah, man. Come yeah, on, man. Okay. Yes, nobody can survive that. Well, we're, we're, like I said, we'll get back to this. But th- we talked about this yesterday on our show, Barton Hahn, Noon Eastern, every weekday, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and ESPN Plus. Just throwing it out there. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. It was really funny. Because I, I got to get your take yes. on Carlos Dunlap, who re-signed with the Seahawks. And of give, course, give, if give you're all, give all his measurables, give his age too, because he a grown ass man sitting up here pillow talking. <laughs> so, anyways, if anybody that signs with Seattle or is a player with Seattle, the only topic to discuss with them is what are you hearing about Russell Wilson? Because it sounds like he wants out, and the franchise are they sure they really want to keep him? And what's going to happen in that whole situation? So, all right, Carlos, you re-signed with the team. Do you know something? Did you talk to Russell Wilson about his future and his plans? And Carlos Dunlap revealed a little, maybe too much? I did ask him if obviously he was going to be with us because if I'm coming back, I'm coming back because I see him as my quarterback and the rest of the team. I want to pick up where we left off. And he told me that he's he's with us and he's here to stay. And he said, you know, let's go Hawks. And I'm not going to quote his every word or um, these words are not his words verbatim, but these are my explanation of how I interpreted what he said. Hang on a second. Let, let, let. These were not his words. But they were my is, interpretation of what, what he heard. said. And he told me he's here with us. He's here to stay. Let's go Hawks. Wait, wait. So Bart, as a former player yourself, as a Snitches. pro bowler, as an NFL player for 11 seasons, what, what do you make of this? Listen, Russell was letting him in the club. He was letting him in the circle of trust. Now he's Gaylord Fokker. He's out of the circle of trust. He's out of the trust he's no, tree? He's out of, he's out of the text chain with all the cool guys on the team. Oh. You, know, you got the cool guys on the team that uh. do outside of stuff. Do Like, Russell Wilson is not a football player anymore. He's an entertainer, right? He got a, he got a celebrity wife. They do celebrity stuff. And Carlos Dunlap had an opportunity to be a part of that. But to quote the great Alicia Keys, I won't tell your secrets. Those are the type of teammates I want around me. And he's out there dry snitching, pillow talking, <laughs> trying to talk to make himself interesting to the people. Because talking about yourself and you coming back isn't interesting enough. You got to go dry snitch <laughs> about what Russell Wilson said to make it. yourself feel more important. What would you say? What would you say if you were if, if you re-signed with, with Seattle? I'm the yeah. reporter, and I'm yeah. like, hey, Bart, um, you're re-signing with the team. Have you talked to Russell? Do you know like, – what, what, did he tell you anything yeah, about yeah, his yeah. future plans? Well, listen, I hope Russell's going to be here, man. I know he's got a lot going on right now, but he's my teammate, and he's a Seattle Seahawk until he's not. Did you talk I to him? I signed back here for him. But did you talk to him? Yeah, I just told him I was coming back, and you know, I'm excited to come back for him. It's as simple as that. Right, but what did he say to that? He said, cool, let's, run, let's go. Go Hawks. Oh, okay. That, does that sound like to you then that he wants to stay? I don't know. I don't know. Listen. But did he give you any indication of that? Because you resigning must think that the quarterback situation is stable. Otherwise, you probably would have looked elsewhere. Oh, so you're, so you're digging. Uh, it is so many amendments that I love. <laughs> but if I can pick one, I'll pick fifth. <laughs> how about that? Four, four, five. Well played. That's how you roll with that. He over here dry snitching. You can't hang out with us no more. Because who's to say if the paparazzi come up on you about us at the Met Gala, if I let you come with me in Sierra, we hanging out in New York, and you out here dry snitching about what you said. Or you in here live tweeting, going live, and getting me, getting me kicked out, hey, making Seattle. me lose in George. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See how Russell Wilson in the back with a chorus light. They don't think he drink. <laughs> I mean, what is he going to do at this point, though? Like, what else would you do? What you else dry, is he going dry, to do? You dry, you dry snitch, He's man. still here one, with us. One, you're still also messing up my ability to negotiate with the team. 
Because now you're out here saying right, well, that, 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 I'm, that's I'm what I wanted here. to get. That, that's exactly yeah, where I wanted you, to go with that. Now, my, after you mess up my negotiations, we had fun you mess with, with it. my money. Right. That's all right. Now, now explain that part of it. Because again, we had fun with it, but it really did now really give the explanation. It's it's why 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 is it not really the best thing because for Dunlap to reveal something like that if Russell Wilson is really trying to work his way well, out of there or get more power, which is what the right, story is. I, he wants exact, more say. Exactly, because I'm in a power struggle, right? So I'm, in, I'm negotiating. I don't need them to know what my true feelings are if those are Russell Wilson's true feelings because he's trying to get respect put on his name. He's trying to get more influence. He's trying to be able to control what the roster looks like and what he needs to be around him, which they haven't given him that respect. So by you saying that, oh, he's going to be here, makes him seem like he's bluffing. He's playing a game of chicken. He's trying not to blink. But this guy's going to say, hey, no, he told me he good. <laughs> like, come on, man. I'm trying to win something yeah, here, bro, man. Like you're Schneider and you're, you're, you're Pete Carroll. You're, you're just Ooh. like, oh, okay. Ooh, those are right. his real feelings. So he's messing with us, but he, he doesn't want to go right, anywhere. Right, right. But yet, isn't, isn't the feeling and the talk, and you bring up Sierra, isn't it that he's kind of always felt, even two years ago before they gave him the extension, there was that flirtation with the idea of playing in New York, and there was some talk about the Giants. And right. The, you know, that Sierra wants to be in more, in a, in, a more, in more of a bigger, bigger market. market, in a place right. where when you look at his list, her, her business, her celebrity, you know, um, that, that she could take more advantage of it, where way up in the Northwest, as much as we all love Seattle, I love Seattle as a city, we all know it's just very far away from Civilization. It's, listen, if you fly from anywhere on the East Coast to Seattle, it's the farthest you could fly. Yes. We all know that, right? And, and understand, when you look at Russell Wilson's list, what was that list? It was all places that had great entertainment Dallas, values. Big Chicago, cities. Chicago. Chicago, Miami. Miami and, and, and what was it? No, was it New Orleans? Yes, that's right. Yeah, right, which is right there by everything, right? Mm-hmm. So you, when you look at that list, that tells me that he's, listen, happy wife, happy life, right? And, and the best of both worlds gives him the ability to also become a bigger brand, to be seen more because the West Coast buys. You can't really see teams on the West Coast because people on the East Coast are asleep. So it gives him an opportunity. It gives her an opportunity. I believe they have a house out here in New York. So that, that yep. gives him an opportunity, a big market, to be able to have her to be able to push her career you know, and, and be able to handle all that stuff as well. Do but you, I don't need him dry snitching. All right, but do you feel like after hearing – all right, you, you can say that you don't like it, but after hearing what Dunlop said, do you feel pretty secure in the fact that he's going to be there long-term or no? You think Russell wouldn't lie to his teammates? You I'm know, asking you. Every once in a while, you got to use your teammates because you, know you know they got mouth, they diarrhea of the mouth. You know he's going to go tell everything. So now, hey, you, you, you ever had friends or you say things, something to your kids because you know they're going to tell your mom, but it's something that you want to tell mom? 100%. So, so that's what you're doing. Russell Wilson mm-hmm. just playing Jedi mind tricks. Carlos Dunlap don't know that he's being, he's being used. These are not the drugs. He's acting like the Croods right now. And, and, and right now, <laughs> Russell Wilson is a better man, and he's, he's the Neanderthal, right? So right. He's the better man. See, let's, bring in Jeff, let's, let's bring in Jeff Darlington on the Goodyear hotline because Jeff's been all over this story, our ESPN NFL reporter. Hey. Jeff, good morning. Thanks for joining us. I don't know if you've heard any of this conversation, but Bart has uh, a – Wildly entertaining. <laughs> Bart has a problem with <laughs> – Carlos Dunlap, uh, he calls it dry snitching on Russell Wilson. But yeah, us as reporters, we look at it like, well, perfect. He gave us something. Now we have something to uh, to build off of. He he hinted obviously that that it sounds like Russell Wilson will un- end up staying in Seattle. So when you see that or hear what he said, do you feel like he's onto something or not? So a couple of things. First of all, I didn't know Bart Scott was the king of the analogy. I mean, like <laughs> this has been the most incredible five minutes like in ESPN's. Technology history. Diaries just some of my favorite diary sales just heard. got downloaded by hundred percent. I won't tell your secrets. Alicia Keys, one of her best songs, just got up, just got downloaded hundred thousand times. I want to see Darlington use that reference. I mean, in the I'm story over here now. like you know googling things for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, so so here's the thing I'll say about all this. I agree with a lot of what Bart's saying, but I also think that I, like. 
Russell has been really erratic behind the scenes with the Seahawks organization in terms of letting them know exactly what he wants. He's kind of gone, gone back and forth. So honestly, I think when the Seahawks see uh, Carlos Dunlap's comments, they're even going to say, yeah, 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 he's said that to us before, but tomorrow that could change completely. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I just think that, I don't even think that the Seahawks necessarily, I think they'll take it with a grain of salt as well, uh, recognizing that behind the scenes, like, Russ feels like he's trying to figure out exactly what it is that he wants in this situation. Now, when you think about what, what can make Russell Wilson happy, he said he's, you know, when you become a family, because I remember playing against young Ben Roethlisberger, and he was willing to put himself at risk, mm-hmm. but family man Ben Roethlisberger isn't. And one of the things that <laughs> Russell Wilson has really talked about is he's tired of being hit so much. So what can they do? Right. They've tried to beef up that offensive line, but it's been a turn stop at the right tackle they position. Did. What can they do to satisfy him to maybe make him feel like he has some authority as far as the personnel on his roster? Well, seemingly what they've done this offseason. I mean, he's sort of laid out there like, I, I, I'm getting hit too much, and, and it feels like the Seahawks are trying to address that. Uh, I, I mean, and I'm not trying to take sides at all. I'm just saying, like, it, it does feel like the Seahawks are trying to placate, in, in a sense, some of the concerns that Russ has had. Um, John Schneider, by the way, again, it sounds like I'm very pro-Seahawks here. I'm not. I, I, John Schneider has a history of being among the best GMs in the NFL. So I think that they can get there. Um, I, I, the question becomes not necessarily whether they can sort of placate and make Russell happy. The question is, can you ever make someone happy who's got one foot out the door already? Mm. Where is Russell at with this? Is he truly interested in returning to the Seahawks or is he instead sitting here kind of saying like, I don't know, you know, you know, it's like you, you, I'll, I'll go the Bart Scott analogy way when your wife starts like, you know, just prodding you and poking you about every single thing. And you're like, I did all that, but she still keeps going. It's because nothing you can do is going to make her happy. The question here is, can the Seahawks do anything to make Russell happy in this situation? I'm not responding to that in case my wife is listening. I I, I have no I don't know what you're talking about, Jeff. I can't Blink blink two times if you agree, Alan. Blink blink two times. Blink two times if you guys agree. (laughs) Help me. Let's just go around the NFL, which has been talking with Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter on the Goodyear Hotline. Um, the draft now is – we first thought the draft started at two. Trevor Lawrence was the guy we always knew at one. We thought it started at two right. until the, Jeffs, the Jets made their move. We thought, okay, maybe three. No, no, okay, the 49ers made their move. They move up. So now the draft, let's say, maybe starts at four, and now the Falcons reportedly are at least listening right. to offers. Do you think they end up moving the pick, or would they make that pick with the idea that you can get a really good non-quarterback player and get more uh, mileage out of Matt Ryan? Totally. It's, it's wild. Um, I mean, essentially now the Falcons hold the number one pick in the draft. You know, like obviously we understand that the value might not be uh, as high as those first three picks because the players are dropping off the board. But from an intrigue standpoint, that, that's the case. Um, look, the Falcons aren't close minded to the idea of drafting a quarterback. I, I know that for a fact. They're very interested wow. uh, in bringing a guy in. I don't think, though, that it was ever really expected to be at the fourth pick. Uh, I, I expected it to be later in the draft. The idea that Justin Fields will be there and others uh, at that fourth spot definitely makes it intriguing to me. Um, but but to your point about the ammunition they might have, if all of a sudden Pitts is a guy that all these teams are fawning over uh, and a team believes that he won't be there if they don't trade into that fourth spot to get him, that's when suddenly the Falcons have all the leverage. So to me, it is going to be a fascinating few weeks here. 
uh, leading into the draft for the Falcons. But I also see a team in Atlanta that, man, like if you have a talented quarterback like Matt Ryan and you throw Pitts his way with some of the wide receivers that they have, like maybe that is a next level thing um, for for this offense to to get over that hump. So they can go a lot of different directions, and I think really maybe put this team in a good position for a few more years here. Well, Jeff, you know the quarterback carousel continues, and one move affects another move, which affects another move. And Sam Darnold going to the Panthers makes Teddy Bridgewater expendable. They've given him the the um, um, permission to seek a trade. Can you see him in maybe Denver, or should should Pace and McNaggy make a move for him in Chicago and trade Nick Foles away and make him QB1? Yeah, I mean, I, I personally like that idea. Um, I, I think that Chicago should sort of know what they have there a little uh, already. I mean, I know that Chicago probably would look at that and say it's just another, it feels like another Band-Aid. I get that. But at this point in the offseason, if you're not drafting in those first three or four picks, that's, that's exactly what you're doing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty natural to look across the landscape. The question becomes whether Teddy – if he's the one who's sort of seeking that trade, ultimately um, not full authority, but if he's got that authority, will he want to go that route? Will he want to go somewhere simply that has the best chance to be a starter or will he want to go the route of like he did in New Orleans where he uh, was a backup and ultimately a very successful one? That's what I'm very curious about with Teddy and how that kind of reshapes the, uh, the quarterback landscape across the league. KJZ, ESPN Radio, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott. We're joined by Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter on the Goodyear Hotline. This also just came out as interesting as we get back into the draft conversation. Justin Fields having a second pro day, and we know – I never knew there was such a thing, by the way, Jeff, as the pro day season, but apparently we are in it, and now we're having multiple pro days <laughs> yeah, and whatnot. Right. But what do you make of, A, him having a second one, and, B, that the Niners will be there? Yeah, the second pro day thing is uh, is interesting to me. I feel like it, I mean, it's co- it's coming from somewhere. Um, you know, not having a combine this year certainly uh, makes it seem like these guys would like to show twice some consistency. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think I think the Niners are smart to do all of the due diligence that they're doing. I do not expect them to draft though Justin Fields. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan is fully locked in here. So yeah, I get it. I mean, what what's another flight? You know. Uh, get those Marriott points, but I, I don't. I don't see that. When you when you say fields. when you say locked in, are you saying Mac Jones? Please don't. I, yeah. What, Jeff? What I mean, what Kyle what Shanahan, what is the love Kyle, affair with Matt Jones? What the hell is like the dude overthrew people in his pro day when the pro day is supposed to be the easiest performance of your life? You've been doing these throws for three weeks yeah. to two months, and he's like, "Oh well, I just want to show my arm strength." Well, listen, that should have gave Shanahan nightmares because he watched Jimmy G <laughs> overthrow Sanders and it cost him a Super Bowl. Oh, man. Oh, wow. That's well, tremendous. Yeah. It shows he's got a strong arm. Listen, no I, and, I, and I don't – and I, listen, so did Kyle Bowley. He can throw the ball from a knee, but he got me fired. But never mind. Let me, let me, let me get on focus. Sorry, yeah. Kyle. Hey, I'm, and I'm not calling you out, right. Jeff. Obviously, you're re- somebody had their coffee so far. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, your reporting suggests it, so I'm not calling you out for saying it, but I just it just no. comes as such a surprise that a guy that we no. in mocks was like, oh, he can go 12, he might go 15 to the Patriots. He's going to go three? He's going to go three in this draft? I, being very clear, like, I'm not a scout. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I always say that. You know, I don't know anything. What do I, what do I know? Like, 
I'm the guy who walks in the locker room and be like, hey, dude, can you explain yeah. 3-4 defense? I have no idea what you're doing, Bart. But, but um, no, but I still, you know, that, that's, that's what a lot of people around the league feel like the direction that they're heading. And, and um, I mean, I'm trying to... I, like, could that change? Certainly. I just don't think, I don't think that, I just don't think that Kyle Shanahan, for starters, is just drafting Justin Fields. I just, I don't think that I'm... that's going to be the case. Bart, let it go. I'm just program. hoping they're smarter. I'm hoping it's a pump fake. I'm hoping it's a <laughs> banana in a tailpipe and he's Maybe. just... Like, cause Jeff, come on, man. Jeff, we yeah. appreciate you, man. I gotta. By the way, I gotta respect the Emmy flex behind you. Yeah. I, I like that's one of the best backgrounds yeah, I've gotta, seen. You gotta flex the Emmy. I like that. I tried to put it like a little further away nah. to make it look like it's not right behind my it's head. It's literally you know? next to your like face. Just a little, it's impossible just, not to. No, forget just that. Check, check, check out that's the like Nintendo. A, check out the Nintendo in the bottom. Yeah, how many Contra, of those cartridges you, you have be, been blown on You the better back. have Contra. You <laughs> better have up, up, down, down, <laughs> left, right, serious, left, right, BA select start. I need 30 men if I'm coming over to play. You better not stand my man from Contra. Jeff, we appreciate you, man. Thanks Can't so wait. much. We got to run. All right, so coming up, what does Tom Brady still have to prove at this point in his career? We'll discuss. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.